0: And welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media accounts at FBall Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating to subscribe to Football Game Plan Podcast. We can find other Scout Team Podcast interviews and all of our other audio content today in preparation for the 2020 NFL Draft, for getting ready to start our scouting season. Uh, going down to the College Gridiron showcase this upcoming weekend, what I like about the showcase is that it's a great uh, showcase, so to speak, for up-and-coming talent, talent that you may not be familiar with, but a lot of great pro talent will be down there in Fort Worth, Texas on display. And one guy that I'm excited to talk about because I followed his career uh, since he got into college football, and that's Hunter registered the wide receiver for Southern University. Hunter, I appreciate you taking time, man.
1: Oh, that's no problem.
0: Well, first of all, let's let's go back a little bit. You're from where I played my college ball in University of Louisiana, home of the Raging Cajuns. You're from Lafayette, Louisiana, and yes, sir. When, we, when we I try to tell people up here, I'm out here in New York City now. I try to tell people or educate people on the talent in Louisiana, and I always use this as a as a statement. There are no bad football teams. In Louisiana, whether it's FBS or FCS, even the Division Three school, uh, Louisiana College, is pretty good as well. So, can you speak on the talent level that's down there in Louisiana?
1: Yeah, it done, Like you said, it doesn't matter which level. We all just know how to play football really well, and it's just something we grow up doing. So that's why we excel at it.
0: Now, you started your career off at Minnesota with the Golden Gophers, and it's kind of unique because I think Minnesota and Southern. Um, the Minnesota I remember um, used to be a, a run heavy football team, you know, maybe two or three wide receivers at most out there on the field at the same time. When you went to Minnesota out of high school and transitioned to Southern, what was your whole thought process in uh, choosing the Gophers then leaving the Gophers and then going to Southern?
1: As far as out of high school, they were transitioning more into a spread offense. So you were right. They were more of a running back, more running team. But they were, you know, the, they were looking to get more wide receivers because they wanted to play more spread. And then uh, leaving there, I just, I had D1 offers, but I didn't really want to sit out. And Southern, my dad, my, my dad graduated from Southern. So I felt like it was closer to home and more of a family environment over there. So that's why I chose to go to Southern.
0: One of the best places I I visited when I went to go talk with Coach Odoms and his staff uh, down there last year Um, right before the senior bowl. And I I mean, you're right. It's a great family atmosphere. And one of my old college teammates actually transferred from UL and went to Southern and played there and thrived there. Um, I just think Southern is one of those places that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, I I like to call it a sleeping giant within the state Mm -hmm. of Louisiana. Uh, What was the Southern experience like for you?
1: Uh, It was amazing. Everything I thought it would be as far as football, the on- Campus. Well, I didn't stay on campus, but as far as like the activities and stuff on campus, it's like it basically fulfilled my college experience.
0: Now, you play in a position that, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the history at Southern. Another big guy in in Michael Hayes played at, at Southern big time wide out back in the day. Uh, you're a big time wide out 6'5", 216. But playing it at Southern, uh, more of a run heavy team. And so your opportunities are not as vast as guys that are playing let's say at these you know air it out airy type offenses but when the ball came your way you made the most of it as far as with touchdowns receptions uh you know yards per catch how did you mm-hmm. find your way in 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 that offense uh considering that hey i may not get 12 targets a game but when i get my six i'm gonna make sure i catch all six
1: like you said you just gotta you make more of your opportunities as I mean, those big at the bigger schools, I mean, like you said, they might get 12 catches. You don't know if you're going to get five, three. So you just got to make the most out of each opportunity you get.
0: You have a lot of people that, that are looking at the wide receiver position. They may have an idea about what that position is like. Now, I can only speak from a running back's perspective of what you guys go through, but I'll let you uh, articulate a little bit more on if you're breaking down a position, let's say you put your scouting hat on what are you looking for at receiver when when you watch film?
1: As far as for me, or like a receiver in general.
0: Well, both. Let's start with for uh, the receiver in general because there's there's different ways to. I think simply people say okay, they just got to go and catch the football and you know just get open, but it's it's not that easy, you know. You know, and um, yeah. then we'll jump into uh, you specifically, but let's talk about the position as as a whole.
1: Well, yeah, like you said, first of all, you want somebody that's going to be able to catch the ball. And then after that, um, coach broke it down really well. It looks for uh, speed guys, guys that are just naturally fast because you can't coach speed, guys that are quick twitch, may not have the best speed, and then guys that are just tall. So you combine that and then you become a superstar. That's your Julio Jones of the world. But everybody can't be Julio Jones. So you got to find people that are good good at uh, getting in and out of their routes that are good at catching the deep ball because some guys aren't good at catching deep balls. You got to find which works best for those guys.
0: One thing I like about your game is, is, is how well you track a football. I think that's one of the tougher things or underrated aspects of playing a position. And you being a big body guy, uh, you got to have to, it's almost like steering a ship, you know, you're, you're running downfield, but you also have to kind of like get your body in position to make a play. Uh, how are you able to do that? So consistently,
1: you, uh, I don't focus, a lot of people focus on the DBs. They worry about what the DB is doing. I mean, yeah, you want the DB's hands off you, but the main focus has to be on the ball.
0: The ball is everything. And I, I, I say this a lot to to receivers, and I, I may say it online or maybe in a broadcast, and I know I have to further explain it um, because a, a lot of people that, that aren't in it may not understand it. But I let me know if, if you understand this statement when when I say this. You can, if you can, when the ball is in the air, you can actually slow down the ball with your eyes. Is that a true assessment of of trying to focus and catch the football?
1: I think so, because instead of looking at the football, you're looking at just the point of the nose of the football. So if you track that nose, it really slows it down as far as looking at the whole football as a whole.
0: Yeah, because once you find the point, you can catch anything that's thrown your way. Um, exactly. And that's why you guys. No
1: how fast or slow.
0: Right, because that's why you guys do that drill where you put the numbers on the point, and then you have to catch it and say whatever number um, that is. Or that's what we, you know, we used to, that's old school. You know, you guys probably have <laughs> so much more technology back in your nowadays. But um, you look at your your time at Southern and and you know how you guys were incorporated within an offense. You know, teams that truly try to it, play you guys a different way. Sometimes guys will play you off. Sometimes you get that over-aggressive DB that want to show he's tough and and get up in your grill and try to jam you. When you look at a DB and how they try to attack you, how do you have a counter for for their counter uh, initially?
1: Well, going into the season, well, we watched a lot of teams and they played a lot of man, a lot of press man. But I think after the first game, we didn't get press man like the rest of the season, so – but as far as my, you just got to have a plan in your stance. Yeah, because here's
0: the thing, too. When you have a defensive back, let's say, you know, we're on a line of scrimmage and I'm, and I'm trying to, to you know, jam you at the line. And, and if you just initially look at how I'm standing, can that tip off? OK, he doesn't have a shot to get a good hand on me or, or whatever. How, how can you tell how good a DB is as far as his press skills by just watching how you, he aligns himself?
1: Yeah, you can see it, how he, uh, cause a lot of DBs they'll stand on the on the on the back of their feet on the on their heels, so they're ready to get out of there. So that'll let you know if they're bailing at the snap. But you just go on that leverage, and then from that first move, you can see how they'll react to it to see if they're comfortable pressing or not.
0: When you're watching film and you're watching things on the fly, for instance, again, if I'm watching linebackers, I can see how aggressive a guy is you know, in attacking a a gap or, you know, how anxious he is in in coverage if we're running an option route. What are you looking for when you're watching film against a secondary and how they are trying to attack you guys?
1: As far as cornerbacks, you want to see how fast they're trying to break on balls because if if they're real antsy and they're guessing routes, then early in the game you're going to just want to hit them with a a go route, a simple or a double move and just run right by them. And then that'll make all your other routes come wide open.
0: When you when you notice how fast guys coming in and out of their breaks, do that gives you a little bit of uh, time in your head to, you know, okay, I know he likes to break fast or slow. If he breaks slow, I know I have a little bit more time to maybe, you know, come back to the ball. Or if he breaks fast, I really got to explode out and, and dart back to the football. Are you basing how you attack a football um, based on what you know about your scouting report on that that opposing player?
1: Yeah, on some of our routes, they're just sit routes, so it's really more of a timing route. So we don't really – we're not supposed to work back because the ball is supposed to be on us before we even turn you're supposed to have that communication. But as far as curl routes, it doesn't matter if he breaks fast on it, breaks slow on it. You just want to attack attack the ball.
0: When you look at the position and, and uh, just taking a big-picture approach, um, have you seen the position change over the time that you've played? Uh, Because, again, you you went into a situation where Minnesota was transitioning, and now you go from that, you go to Southern, and you guys still a little bit more Um, run-heavy. You spread, but but you were able to run the football. Uh, What are your takeaways from the position and how it has changed from just the time that you have played?
1: I feel like whenever I was coming out of high school, you were just either outside receiver or inside receiver. Now everybody's doing both of them.
0: Do you feel like you feel better at one or the other or you find benefit in learning all three spots?
1: I I like all three spots because I came in just learning outside. But once you learn inside as well, you learn how you learn how like coverages work and all that, how to get open. And you can use some of the mechanics from the slot and then use that outside as well.
0: I think I, I think when people look at the position, this is another thing that just is one of those pet peeves of mine. When you have uh, guys that are breaking down a game and they just think, like, oh, put him in the slot or just you know, put him outside or he's an outside guy, but you really can't say that because people will say, oh, this short guy should play inside mm-hmm. or this tall guy should play outside. But your guy, I think, can play inside or out. What what are some of the nuances of playing inside? Uh, as a bigger wide receiver, as opposed to playing on the outside, what what advantages do you have playing inside as opposed to playing outside, and what goes into playing that position?
1: Well, as a bigger guy in the uh, slot, you're usually against a smaller nickel back, so they're usually smaller than you, so you can use your body to get those little stick routes. You can get open a lot just by being bigger than the DB, because as you put yourself between the ball and the DB, and they can break the pass up.
0: Southern has tremendous tradition and it's one of those places where it's just uh you know obviously you guys have the big rivalry between grambling and uh southern um the bayou classic that happens every thanksgiving weekend seeing that you were a a guy that came from another school and you only got experience you got experience into this rivalry for two years how big was that rivalry for you guys what went into that week of work to help you guys get out there on game day and and take care of business well
1: we The coaches really tried to approach it like any other game. But as far as us, the team, we already knew that it was a big game. And I myself knew it was a big game because, like I said, my dad graduated from the Bayou Classic. So I grew up going to all the Bayou Classic. So we knew the uh, intensity of the rivalry, and we just wanted to go out there and win it for the fans and our team.
0: If if no one had any uh, knowledge of your game or – or what you bring to the table, what is it you feel as though you bring to the table and what part of your game do you feel as though is still being criminally slept on?
1: Well, I feel like my deep ball is the – catching the deep ball is the biggest aspect, big play receiver. Uh, If it's a big play to be made, I want to make it every time, and that's what I pride myself on. The game that's being – part of my game that's being slept on, I feel like it's the speed because – it might not seem that I'm running as fast because my my strides are so long, but I can move pretty fast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. When you're when you are a tall guy, like you said, your stride is it it won't yield itself to people thinking that you're running fast. But you rarely get walked down from behind. Now we're mm-hmm. we're talking about the College Gridiron Showcase. You're down as a post postseason All Star event. Um, how excited are you to compete in this in this showcase and also? What are you out there trying to show Scouts that you that you can uh, do at the next level?
1: Uh, I'm just I'm excited to be given that opportunity, but I'm just excited to get a chance to show that I can do it against no matter who the competition is because a lot of people say oh, he did it in the swag, it won't work versus other people. So I'm just excited to go out there and show that it doesn't matter the competition that I can do it at any level.
0: But that's what I don't understand, man, because people say that, oh, he did it in the swag, but to be honest, the amount of passing that happens in the swag, I think you guys are more equipped to handle different coverages, handle different uh, type of techniques that you're going to see from the secondary. How has playing in the SWAC actually been more beneficial or has prepared you more for what you're going to see at the next level?
1: Uh, because like you said, we just we run a real uh, NFL-style offense, like all our uh, route concepts. And then the, deep, the defense we play, they throw a lot of coverages at us. I uh, think the SWAC does that well and they actually do have some good, some great DBs out there in the sweat.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a talented conference. It's only getting better. Uh, Hunter, man, it's been great to sit down and, and and chit-chat with you. Where can people follow you on social media so they can keep up with your journey and follow this trek all the way to the NFL?
1: Yeah, I'm at Chief Hunter on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, it's just Chief Hunter and then underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Now,
0: Again, I'm from Louisiana. I'm born and raised in New Orleans. I actually don't hear the Lafayette accent in in you, man. And, and it's you know because maybe I'm more immune to it. But when I got out there to Lafayette for the first time, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like everybody <laughs> out here sound like the Waterboy. Um, yeah, that Cajun um, accent. Yeah, had that Cajun <laughs> accent, man. But um, it, it's it's been fun to chit chat with you, man. Talk with you. Can't wait to see you get out there and do your thing in front of a bunch of scouts and personnel, decision makers. And we wish you the best of luck, and thank you for taking time.
1: Oh, that's no problem. Thank you for the opportunity.